0: Tonight, I'm going to share with you guys just a little bit, uh, a a few short things tonight. Um, How many guys, I grew up in a Christian family, in a Christian home. My dad was a pastor. Um, What we did, when we were, um, when I was a young kid, ever since I can remember, up until I was like 7th, 8th grade, in the summers, every summer, we would travel and we would go around the U.S., sometimes from coast to coast, Sometimes we would go uh, as far north to like Michigan, down to Texas and Arizona. Yeah, you spread them out like right here all next to each other. Um, we would go all over the place and we would teach and do kids' camps. You guys like kids' camp? Who's ever been to kids' camp? We would do stuff like that. We did puppets and we did like little goofy skits and we did like illustrated sermons and like all kinds of silly stuff. Put your hands together for Johnny. Isn't he good? And so that's what we do. And I grew up. I grew up going to church. I've told you guys this. I was born in the house right next door to the church, like my parents' house. We lived. Right, I was born in the, their, live, their bedroom, and weird, I know. But I was, like, at church all the time, like all kinds of services and all kinds of events and prayer meeting. But the prop, the problem was is that I got used to God. I got used to it. I got so used to it because I, I felt like I was there all the time. And I began to get numb, to harden my heart towards things. And, and, and I, I got really used to it. And, and I knew the right things to say, the right things to do. How many of you guys know the answer is always Jesus, right? Like it's always Jesus. Like, hey, okay, who died for our sins? Who who di- who rose again? Who climbs trees and eats nuts? Zacchaeus. <laughs> Zacchaeus. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. But like all kinds of stuff, like it, it's, all, you know, you know, all the answers, you know, all the right things to say, all the right things to do. Um, and I wasn't taking my, my faith seriously. And to be honest, I was fake. I was a fake Christian. I wasn't a real follower of Jesus. So real quick tonight, before we get too far into my message, um, we got a little quiz for you guys to determine what's fake and what's real. So I found these newspaper articles and I'm going to show these headlines are they real or are they fake? The first one goes like this, Federal agents raid gun shops, find weapons. Real. Who thinks that's real? real? Who says that's real? Who says it's fake? The answer is real. Good job they found weapons raiding right the gun shop. Next one. A Fargo man arrested for clearing snow with a flamethrower. Real or fake? Who says real? Who says fake? The answer is fake. That is a genius idea though, David North. You should make that happen. That's that a really good idea. Oh, don't give me any ideas. Next one, next one. Next article, homicide victims rarely talk to police. Is that real or is that fake? You say it's real? Who says it's fake? The answer is? It's real. And that was a newspaper article. Next one goes like this. Uh, Utah paperboy headbutted, tackled, and trapped in tree by a goat named Voldemort. Is that? Who says that's real? Who says that's fake? The answer is, it's real. If you ever get a goat, name him Voldemort. Best goat name ever. (laughs) Goats are disgusting human... They're not humans. They're disgusting beings. Next one. Zoologists learn to speak fluent kangaroo. If you're hanging around the Kansas City Zoo, they have those uh, kangaroos that bounce. Who was it? Oh, it was Ben Roberts that we went with one time when I was trying to get him to touch the kangaroos. Um, That didn't happen, though. Um, Who thinks that that's real? Who says it's real? Who says it's fake? The answer is fake. You can't learn kangaroo. Oh my gosh. I love, one of my most favorite things is to watch kangaroos fight. Have you guys ever seen that? They lean back on their tail and like, yaw, ya. Okay, guys, guys, you need to know this. Pastor Nick, Pastor Nick at our church, if he sees any kind of kangaroo, he just laughs. Is he in here? He's here. Challenge. Print off tons of pictures of kangaroos and plaster his office with it. Not right now, not right now. Or just randomly walk up to him at church and hand him a kangaroo picture. Pastor Nick, our worship pastor. So, okay, next one, next one. we got to hurry. Brooklyn priest claims to exorcise demons from possessed iPhone. Who says that's true? How many of you guys believe iPhones are demon-possessed anyways? Okay, is that, who says it's fake? Answer is fake. Really, guys? This is the glory of the Lord right here. iPhones cannot be demon-possessed. Hey. Okay. Um, How many more do we have? Like one, two? I know we have at least one. Okay. Jellyfish apocalypse not coming. Who says it's real? Who says it's fake? Answer is, it's real. Just so you guys know, the jellyfish apocalypse is not coming. It's not happening. Not this year, not this year, not this year. We're going to take the jellyfish, and we're going to make them pay for it. So, next one, sorry. Denver boy escapes Rockside, partially eaten by Rogers Re- dadgers. True? Fake? The answer is fake. Okay, here we go. Next one. Man throws cat out window, blames poor Wi-Fi signal. First of all, first of all, first of all, you don't need a bad Wi Fi signal to throw a cat out a window. Is it true who says real or who says it's fake? Answer is yes. I need to meet that guy, whoever that was. It could have been me. Could have been me. All right, last one, last one. Goes like this China Zoo under fire for disguising dog as lion. Who says real? Who says fake? The answer is, it's real. That just happened like a year or two ago. Like they tried to shave a dog to look like a lion and it didn't work out very good. So, um, wow, we got to hurry. But here's the deal. Um, For a long time in my life, probably when I was uh, you guys' age, um, I, I was living a fake Christianity. It wasn't real. It wasn't real for me. I knew all the right things to say, all the right things to do, and I had it all up here, but it wasn't in my heart. And it wasn't, like, real for me. And so, um, But something happened to me, and I realized that I was fake. I realized I was fake. So tonight, I want to challenge you guys tonight to live a life that's real and not fake. And so coming from a person who has been fake for so long, I want, to, I want you to hear what I'm saying tonight, and I really want you to understand this. So um, I, I would I would be willing to bet that as soon as I said that a, a few minutes ago um, about about fake Christianity, about not being real, I'd be willing to bet that some of you guys in this room um, realized real quick if, if that was you or not. We haven't even gotten even started into the message, and I, I, I believe, I bet some of you guys were like, ah, that's... That's me right now. Like, I'm not a good Christian. So uh, let's talk about that. So um, before we jump in too far, does anybody know any fake people? You know fake people? Sometimes it's easy to spot fake people. If you're sitting next to one, go ahead and point at them. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But listen, listen. Shh. The Bible is very clear. Listen, the Bible is very clear that one of the things that uh, will get prevalent in our world as it gets further along in time is that there will be some fake people. And, and I want to show it to you. If you got your Bible, go to 2 Timothy uh, 3, verse 1. And if you don't have your Bible, we got our Bible in the sky right there on the screen. Um, so it goes like this, 2 Timothy 3, verse, verse, 1, 3, verse 1. It says, um, and, and these, these words are, are so true today. It says this, uh, but understand this. In the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Yeah, we know that, right? For people will be lovers of self, check. Uh, Lovers of money, check. Proud, check. Arrogant, check, check. Uh, Sorry, Uh, abusive, check. Disobedient to their parents. Check. They will be ungrateful. Check. Listen, listen. Unholy. Check. Uh, Heartless. Check. Unappeasable. Check. Slanderous. Check. Without self control. Check. Brutal. Check. Not loving good. Check, 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 check. Treacherous. Check. Reckless. Swollen with conceit. Check, check, check. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Hello, Friday night. You know. Um, Check. Uh, Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Check. And the Bible says this, to avoid such people. Avoid such, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I could imagine reading through that, we might have seen ourselves in at least one of those things. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, and the Bible says, avoid such people. Paul says this, in the end days, there will be a lot of people who appear godly. They'll go to church. They'll go to youth group. They'll go to FCA at your school. They go to your campus club. They'll go do all kinds of things. They may mention and they may talk about godly things. They have the appearance of godliness, but they deny its power. Avoid such people. See, I recognized this in my life, and, and I knew all the right things to say. Uh, I played the Christian game. I had regret. I felt like I was just doing this to please people, to please parents, and I knew the way that I needed to be living. I had the appearance of godliness, but I didn't live like it at all. And so tonight, we've got these four chairs sitting up here, and, and I'm going to give each one of these chairs a number, and I want you guys to remember this, Okay. You guys got this? So here we go. This is chair one. Everybody say one. This is chair two. This is chair three. This is chair four. Let's start again because we didn't all get that. This is chair one. This is chair two. This is chair three. And this is chair two. This is chair. This is chair four. Now you guys have got it. We got chair one, chair two, chair three, and chair four. And everybody here tonight, listen, I want you to know this. I want you to catch this. Everyone in this room tonight, each one of these chairs describes, is going to describe, I'll explain it, where you are in your life perfectly. And I And I want you all to be, by the end of the night, in chair one, not like... Really, everyone, literally in chair one. But I want you all to be in that chair one by the end of the night. You see, chair one is the real Christian. It's the real deal. Like the real person, the real Christian. Like the opposite of fake is real. Yeah. So that chair, chair one, is someone who loves the Lord. They love God. Like really, really loves the Lord. This person, they're not perfect. Obviously, because no one's perfect. If we were perfect, we would be God, and that's not possible. So this person is not perfect, and, and but they really do love the Lord. The way the Bible would describe this t- type of person, it says we, you would know them by their fruit. And, and it says, um, and I'll explain it like this. Um, if you were to look at their life, the person in chair one, their life would demand an explanation. It would demand an explanation. If you were to walk with them uh, for the next seven days of their life, not just when people see you, like out in public and when you're when you're doing things, when you're hanging out, but uh, but even behind the scenes, even behind closed doors, if people were to see you, uh, uh, they're the same person in front of people as they are when they're behind closed doors, and and. You would need a reason to describe the way you, you, you live, the way you talk, the way you act and serve. Um, it, it would be so different from the form, from the actions, from the ways of everyone else around them. They live their lives in a way that demands an explanation. And so when I, I want you to, as yourself, um, if I say that I'm a Christian... Does the way I live my life demand an explanation? I want you to ask yourself this. If I'm a Christian, if I'm a follower of Jesus, if you're in this room tonight and you're not, don't ask yourself this question. But if you are, you are, you claim to be a follower of Jesus in this room tonight, does the way you live your life demand an explanation? I, I ask myself that often. I have to ask myself that often. The, the Bible says this, um, It talks about this person in the book of John and Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. You don't obey Jesus out of duty. You obey Jesus because you love him. The reality is if you look at most people who say that they're a Christian, who say that they're a follower of Jesus, their lives don't demand an explanation. And this is what the Bible says. It's in 1 Timothy 3.12. It says this, Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. See, the, the person in chair one, they're going to suffer some persecution. They're going to go through some tough things. People are going to get mad at them. They're, see, but there's different types. There's different kinds of persecution. Um, fortunately, we live still in somewhat of a Christian country. Somewhat still like, but if you remember, if you guys remember, I don't, you may know if you watched the news, maybe you didn't watch the news, but you've probably seen this last year. There were a group of people who were walked out onto a beach in a Muslim country and they were told to deny God. And if they didn't deny God, they, they, they walked him out there. They had these bags on their heads and they were told to deny Christ. These 21 people, all 21 of these people and, and, every one of these people would not deny Christ and they were beheaded on the spot. That's the world we live in. You think your persecution's bad. I mean, come on. Now, that, that's not like the persecution you're going to face tomorrow in middle school or at high school or, or wherever you go. I mean, that's not going to happen at your school. Um, but a real Christian may get, may get fun, made fun of By people at school because maybe they date differently. Maybe they speak differently. Maybe they act differently. Maybe they they don't laugh at the jokes, the bad jokes that are being told. Maybe they don't listen to the gossip. Maybe they don't help spread the gossip. They're they're what a lot of people would call radical Christians. People would call this kind of person a radical Christian. Has anyone ever heard of a radical Christian? Okay. Um, a few people, few of us have heard that term. Um, the term radical Christian, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but it is not in the Bible. That term is not in the Bible. A radical Christian is not in the Bible. Uh, that phrase, radical Christian, where did it come from? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's look at chair two. So tonight, chair two is also a Christian. They're also someone who says that they're a follower of Jesus, and I would say I would step out on a limb to guess that eighty to ninety percent of the people in this room are chair two. I'd be just willing to guess that we're chair two, and 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 maybe even chair three tonight. But this person in chair two, if they were to die tonight, on their way home or wherever, they would most likely go to heaven. Because, uh, but. They've gotten used to God. They've gotten used to it. They've gotten numb to it. Emerge and and church and godly things have... They've become an option to this person in chair two. Like, if if you're here, like, they may not be fully here. They may be uh, during the service, like, on Twitter or on Snapchat or laughing and goofing around the whole time. Uh, With chair two... um, There was another point in their lives, maybe where they loved Jesus more than they do right now. Maybe it was last summer, or maybe it was after winter retreat, or maybe it was after camp, or maybe it was after a missions trip, maybe it was before the boyfriend or the girlfriend. Chair two are the people who describe chair one as radical. And because they've gotten they, they have to have an explanation. For the person in chair one, and and the way that they live, they they call them that, or they may even make fun of them because so they can feel better about being in chair two. Oh, they're they're just a radical Christian. They're weirdos, them weird Christians. Like you're one of them. (laughs) Come on, dummy. but we, we call people like that who go all out for Jesus, who love Jesus no matter what, who, who lift him high no matter what, who love him no matter what. And those of us in chair two and sometimes even chair three, we point at them, them radical Christians and we make fun of them because it makes us feel better about being in chair two. <laughs> hey, chair one, you know, you don't have to act like that all the time. You know, you don't have to do that. Like, it's fine. It's okay to go to that party, chair one. It's like, it's not that big of a deal to smoke a little bit, chair one. Like, uh, it's not a big deal, chair one, to hook up a little bit. Like, you're only young once. That's the kind of Christian that's in chair two. The book of Revelation would say that this person has forgotten their first love which is Jesus, and that they're now lukewarm. See, let me tell you this. I've lived a long time. I've lived a huge part of my life in chair two. I've lived a big chunk of my life in chair two. And to be honest, completely honest with you guys, I slip back there sometimes. I mess up, and I'm like, I'm a chair two person, you know? But I, I um, I, I had the form of godliness. I talked about it. I believed in living a life of Jesus, um, but I had too many sins in my life that I wasn't willing to give up. Even if you feel like maybe whatever that sin is, maybe it's something just small, you would say that it's a small sin. Um, here's the deal sins, they aim to destroy you. Even if it's a little sin, a sin is a sin. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and if you think your little sin is okay, you're absolutely deadly wrong. Now, chair three, this person is not a Christian. It's, they're not a Christian. This person, if they were to die tonight, they would have been an eternity apart from God. Um, now, this is who chair three is, though. Let me describe chair three for you guys. They're familiar with Christian phrases. They may even know some Christianese. Hallelujah. (laughs) They may even go to church from time to time. Um, The interesting thing is chair two and chair three people, they probably hang out at the same places. They probably do a lot of the same things, probably use the same swear words, probably date the same kinds of people, not the same people, the same kinds of people. Chair two, two, they probably feel convicted For their sins. Um, But chair three people. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. And here's why this is really important. You need to know this. Because chair four. These people right here in chair four. They're probably in the same room. With two and three. See with chair four. They don't have a relationship with Jesus at all. But they know something's up. They know something's going on because the Bible says this. It says, eternity is in the heart of every human being. See, chair four, There's they know that there's something more to life. They know that there's something more to it. They know deep down inside, it, life is about something else, and they're looking for that something else. The Bible says it, uh, chair, four, chair four people, um, If you're here tonight and you're a chair for person, um, they they may be at school tomorrow and they're looking and they're searching and they're knowing that there's something more to life. I've heard about this, Jesus. I've heard great things about it. I've heard a little bit about him and they're wondering and they're searching. Because like I said, the Bible talks about we're all, every single one of us are born with eternity in our hearts. And so we all have that question, like there's gotta be something greater. There's gotta be something bigger, no matter what it is. But here's what's crazy. You guys ready for this? It's about to get crazy in here. Chair four people, They spend a lot of their time looking at chair three and chair two people. They spend a lot of their time watching chair two and chair three people. They're watching their lives. And they know that chair two says, I'm a Christian. They know chair two is like, they they love, they say they love Jesus. They know chair two talks and lives like they do. But chair two lives like, it acts like a chair three person. See, chair, chair 4 people are looking, and they're evaluating us. They're checking us out, and like not like in a hot, you're a hot kind of way, but like they're checking you out spiritually. And he, here's the deal. Here's what I'm afraid of. If we'll look at, at Chair 2 and Chair 3 people, they pretty much talk, they pretty much act, they pretty much live the same way. Why? Would they believe in Jesus if we're living and acting and talking just like everyone else? If we're being just like everyone else? Why would chair four want have anything to do with chair two or chair one if we're just like everyone else? Why would they believe in Jesus? My fear is that chair four people see chair two people as fake they'd see them as fake and, and and living and and they would not want to have anything to do with Jesus because you're just fake everything you say everything you do you may go to church on sunday wednesday prayer meetings life groups bible studies whatever i to go to church every time the door is open, but throughout the week, you don't live like a Christian. If I'm chair four and I'm considering Jesus, if I've even, I, I'm on the ropes about it, if I, I'm considering, I'm even thinking about this Jesus, I'm gonna be watching his people. These people who claim that they're Christians, if I'm like this guy and I'm wondering and God has put it in all of our hearts that there's a future in mind, if I'm that chair four person, I'm watching his people to see if they're real. I'm not watching them to see how they talk, how they live, how they act, how they date, how they, how they, the, the things that they say, the jokes that they, whatever it is, I'm watching those people. And if he, his people are just like everyone else, then what's the point? What's the point? And this moment right here, If you're listening, if you're paying attention, this should kind of wreck you a little bit. It should really make you think just for a little bit. See, this message tonight, it's all about helping you guys fight the fake in your lives. Um, Could we have our our band? Actually, Tate, could you just play some keys for a minute? and had to step out. Um, I want to talk to you real quick about your relationship with Jesus. Just for a moment. Um, And and I want to ask you tonight, which chair are you in? You don't have to tell me. You don't have to raise hand. You don't have to yell it out. But I want you to think for a moment, what chair am I in? We clearly explained all four of these chairs and you you need to know. And I think you know what chair you're in. And I want to ask you tonight, what chair are you in? And this is something that only you can answer. You know the answer to that. Between you and the Lord tonight, what chair are you in? See, God, he's made a way for every single one of us to be in chair one. He's given opportunities. He's made ways. He wants us to be right there in chair one. I don't want us to be the kind of people who our lives are or I do want us to be the kind of people where our lives demand an explanation, not the kind of people who say we live one way but we act a different way. I want to be the same person that when I'm I'm in front of everyone, that I'm the same person when I'm at home behind closed doors. I want to be I want to, I want people to see what I tweet, but also want them to see my DMs. What's behind? Well, I, I want people. I, I want. I want to live life just like Jesus has called me to live. If possible, my Snapchat would be an open book, open story. <laughs> um, not where you're faking it to act perfect, but where you're real. Where you own your struggles. You own your sin but you're willing to seek spiritual guidance when you mess up, when you make mistakes. You're willing to seek forgiveness because we're all going to mess up. Tonight, wherever you are, it doesn't matter what chair you're in tonight, but you need to know this, is that Jesus is a better forgiver than you are a sinner. He's a better forgiver than you are a sinner. He's a better savior than you are a runner. And he wants, he wants you all tonight To live a sincere, authentic life. Tonight, we want you to be real tonight. We want you to be honest and and you don't have to be perfect, um, but you do have to be honest. See, I want to invite you tonight to be a part of chair one. To be in that group, to be in chair one. Because our world desperately needs some real, authentic Genuine Jesus loving Christians. Our schools desperately need that. Our homes desperately need that. Our lives need that. So tonight you, you've got the decision to get out of chairs four, three, and two and to step into chair and to join chair one. You know, I want to live a life that demands explanation. I I want I want you guys to to date guys or to date girls in such a way that demands explanation. Like I I want you guys to tweet and to Snapchat and Instagram in a way that demands explanation. I want to spend my life in a way that demands an explanation. I want everybody in this room to to bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment.